Dawn rises on Dunwall. Nestled on the Isle of Bristol, the heart of the Empire is still recovering from Delilah Caldwin's bloody coup. Trees that grew from nowhere are still being cut down. Bodies are still being gathered in mass, and whether they are buried or burned is a matter of how fast they can be identified. Most are burned. Dunwall doesn't want a repeat of the rat plague that nearly toppled the city 15 years ago, after all. The Empire, however, is ever on the move. Never sleeping, never stopping for a break, the Empress is about to find a new trial as she repairs the city she reclaimed barely even a week ago. Through the streets lined with buildings made of brick, past steel gates lined with electricity generated by whale oil, and through the muck and grime of the city, now waking up on a cold dawn in the month of nets, we approach... Great Monticelli, please describe... where you live. Well, live is sort of overstating it. There is a hotel I prefer to stay at while in town, but for the most part, I prefer not to stay in town. Dunwall may be the capital, but it's also a giant pile of shit, and there are better-paying audiences in better cities elsewhere in the Empire. However, needs must in the performance circuit, and so... At the moment, I am staying in Dunwall, Dunwall in one of the more upper-middle-class areas in a nice hotel, not too expensive, but not too bedbug-infested. All right. So, you wake up, and you go do your normal morning stretches, and you do all your, like, regular morning stuff, and something feels off the entire time and it's not until you open the door to your room that you realize it because the the hallway that you usually are greeted by just has collapsed into nothing and you are staring at emptiness and it's very cold there's distant distant whale song that you can barely hear and like it's, and it's just black. So there's still some sort of ambient light coming from somewhere. You're not quite sure where, though. So is this the first time or not? This is not the first time. In that case, my response is... Well, shit. In front of you materializes a familiar man. Looks to be probably late teens, early 20s, and he's dressed in dark, somewhat fancy clothing, if a bit outdated, and he's got black hair, but most notably, he's got black eyes, and he's like, shit, well, when I gave you my powers, I thought you'd do something fun with them, but so far, all you've done is disappoint me. Well, I'm sorry if I'm disappointing you, but my audiences seem to like it. Yeah, but, uh, thing is, the audiences don't really matter in the long run. And so, I'm going to give you a little hint. Something happened last night. And someone that you know is going to come to you looking for help. I would advise you to take that offer. Because if you don't, then you'll be missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm sure if you're involved, it's got to be something. 
Yes, it has to be. Now, I'll let you actually wake up. So please, don't disappoint me. And then you wake up and you're back in your bed. Goddamn child. At which point I <laughs> begin my uh, morning yeah, flexibility and uh, endurance exercise routine. Alright, so while you do that, Preacher. Yes. So you have been keeping track of someone very interesting as he runs through your hell maze and he's about to reach the end. Ah, excellent. And he's he is looking around the court. Like you, you watch him from. Like, describe what your vantage point is. Like how how are you keeping track of this guy? Well, ordinarily I'm just like up really high. But if he's getting close to the end, then I'm waiting for him in the final chamber. I can't see him. Okay. I'm assuming if you can't see him, then he can't see you. So correct. Of course, I know that he's coming, and he doesn't know that I'm going to be there. Right, so I won't make you roll for this, because I was going to have you roll for stealth, but if, if if it's just a matter of neither of you can see each other... Actually, hmm, you know what? It would make sense to roll something to uh, like catch him before he gets away. So... I mean, he can't get out. He's being funneled towards this place. Yeah, but there's always a possibility of, like, him being able to, like, push you and, like, manage to, like, run run away and get away from oh, you. Okay, hold on here, Colin. Hold on. Because you seem to have <laughs> okay. maybe maybe a different idea of how this works than I do. I, I think I might. Th- this final room is quite large, and I am on the opposite side of the only entrance. Oh, okay. Because once he gets into the room, I'm going to start hollering at him. All right. Okay, so yeah, he uh, he peeks around the corner, sees that there's nobody in here, sees that there's one door, and he just starts booking it for the exit. So, let's review, shall we? He just keeps running for it. He's, he's not going to try and listen. All right, well, the door's locked. Oh, I can see that we're already having problems here. I can see that you have failed to learn what you are doing to this city. I see that you have failed to understand that when you steal money and medicine from the lowest of the low in this city, that you are not merely enriching yourself, you are chopping apart and burning down the roots of the tree of Dunwall. He starts frantically, when you start saying this, like, he just starts frantically trying to open the door, like, trying to force it open. I'm not going to roll for him. Uh, This is too much fun for me. I had hoped that we would have come to an understanding. I had hoped that we together could have burned the rot out of you, but I can see now that the rot is too deep. Your heart is too black. So there is only one thing to do with a point of plague, a source 
of infestation in this city. He's like desperately like slamming his shoulder against the door and nothing is happening. Uh, so, so I always have two things in this final room and they're in one of, and they're in like a sort of a, a barrel that's got a, a pretty good fire burning inside of it. One of them mm-hmm. is a brand that I use to mark people who have learned their lesson, something that they can carry with them to remember any time they falter. The other is a very sharp sword. Okay. So I'm going to withdraw this very sharp sword from this burning barrel and approach this person who refuses to learn just what they're doing and how terrible it is. All right. And I'm assuming you're just going to run him through. That's the goal, yes. All right, yeah, you kill him. He he, 100% did not learn his lesson. That is... I, I, I sit there and I, I don't pray because I'm not religious, but I do meditate over his corpse for a bit. And then I get to work cleaning up. All right. And it would make most sense to end with Squares' character, considering the event I had planned for her. So we'll go to William, a.k.a. Blood Knuckle. What are you doing right now? Uh, Old Billy is waking up from a long night of drinking and fighting. Uh, He didn't quite get the championship last night, but he got pretty close and he's made a good bit of scratch from it. And he went out drinking to celebrate. He has woken up, thankfully, in his own house, which is (laughs) in the Red Shore Financial District. I figure after they drained it and cleaned it up, that there was still quite a bit of stigma to the place. So he was able to snap up a fairly large place with his fight money for pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. Red Shore Financial is basically never going to recover from the Rathway. Yeah. So there's a lot of stigma, but he's got a decent house. It always smells a little bit damp, but he's okay with that. But it's a good-sized house, and he's happy with it. All right, so you step out, and when you step out, you breathe in the city air, and something I have not described with the rest of the players is that Dunwall stinks. Well, it's it a stinks Victorian-era city. Of course it fucking stinks. Yeah, well... Well, yeah, because not only does it have the normal smells of, you know, shit and piss and body odor, but it is right next to Renhaven River, and Renhaven River goes out to the the ocean, and this is a whaling city, so not only do you have all those wonderful smells I described earlier, but you also have the smell of, like, rotting fish, whale oil all over the place. Um, Every once in a while when you walk past, like, a old arc pylon or like a haphazardly installed wall of light you can get a faint trace of ozone mixed with whale oil in it it's it's a not great smelling city but it's home yeah i imagine for some of you like every (laughs) time you go out it's like there's a minute of oh god i are the smell and then you just become numb to it for a bit for the rest of the day yeah so as you're 
walking along. I'm heading out to get breakfast. Yeah, you're, you're heading out to get breakfast. Uh, you, you hear a guy go, hey, blood knuckle. Uh, it is too early and you were too loud. Tough shit. You've cost me 30 coin. Uh, I didn't cost you that. Your bad bet cost you that. <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, maybe you should have been better and actually won the damn championship. Uh, I have never won a championship, mate. You know this. I don't know why you bet on me. I'm always top three at best. I don't do... I'm not... I'm not the best, all right? Okay, I did not stat this guy, but at this point, I'm going to try and roll to see if he hits you. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt any. We doing a contest to this, and he, yeah, let's yeah let's do a contest. I'll give him like an eleven. Nope, he does not hit you. <laughs> you know what? No, he hits me square in the face, and I just I don't even flinch. I don't even blink, and so he hurts his knuckles instead. I just stare <laughs> right at him the whole time, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, go home. He's like. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll, and he starts turning around to run away, and he slips, and he, like, falls a little bit, and, like, puddle water, like, gets into his clothes, and you see some, um, you actually see some, uh, Bottle Street Gang boys laughing, uh, they've expanded quite a bit in the last 15 years, they're still over by the Mm. distillery district, but also, Rudshore was ripe for the picking after the, like, after the draining and stuff, and they managed to get over there first. Oh, it's gonna be a good day today, I can tell. By the way, fun and fact, bare-knuckle boxers don't aim for the head, hmm. because their knuckles hmm. are bare. Yeah, it cuts the head up pretty bad. But I have brass knuckles. So then, finally, Bliss. Yes? Where are you and what are you doing? Bliss is somewhere along the shore, in a little, like drain that she's managed to block up and turn into a little hole to sleep in for the night. She's just uh, reinforcing all of her uh, stuff, making sure none of her belongings can be found and, uh, you know, feeding her wolfhound. Things that responsible pet owners do. Yeah, you toss a rat to rat catcher and he just catches it right out of the air and chomps down. Yeah, he's rat catcher. He likes rats. (laughs) I mean, I should hope so with a name like that. Well, I mean, not liking rats is also a very good idea, a very good quality when you want to catch rats. I mean, the meat is greasy, but otherwise it can be pretty tender. Yeah. A little bit of plague. That's all right, though. It no, adds flavor. the plague's gone. Oh, you're never going to fully get rid of the plague. No, see, you just got, you got to cook the white ones a little bit longer. Yeah. No medium rare on the rats, please. Yes. Uh, so as you're, like, hiding your stuff, you see a couple of the town guard approaching you. Oh, great. Great, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I take as much stuff as I can carry, and I start walking away. They keep following you, and they go, hey, hey, you bliss? Mm, yes. What do you want? You're... Good at hunting people down, right? I'm good at finding people. What do you want? Yeah, that's kind of what we... Listen, uh, there's 
something big happened last night, and, uh, well, Town Guard stretched a bit thin, what with the, uh, whole, uh, and then they look behind them, and then there's, like, just a guy just, like, pushing a cart full of bodies. Yeah, that. And, um, you know, uh, we were wondering if you could, like, help us find this guy? Okay, not what I thought you were coming here for. We'll pay ya. You said the magic word. What do you want? <laughs> they go, well, um, do you have, like, any anybody that, like, could help you with, with this? Because uh, we, we really need the help. Just let them, just let them know that like we're willing to pay. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I can find some folks. Yeah, who am I finding? Let's go with that. Um, well, I think it'd be easiest if you like we don't know who you're finding is the thing. That's that's part of why we need you and your uh they look at your wolfhound and they go dog. And Gratcatcher just sort of like gives them a shitty grin. Yeah, that sounds like something I would do. When you've got your people, uh, meet us over at the Clock Tower District and try try to hurry a little bit, maybe, because, like, the the less time you spend, like, dilly-dallying, the better. Yeah, whatever. I'll get it done. They uh they nod and they give you an address, which is in the Clock Tower District, which is named because it's right by the Clock Tower. Funny where they get these weird names from, isn't it? Yeah, so weird. So, who do you go to? Well, they want me to find somebody. I mean, it makes most sense that she would go to somebody with a little bit of muscle. So, uh, she's going to probably try and pick her way across town and see if she can, uh, and see if, uh, you know, Blood Knuckle is uh, still in town. Or if he's, you know, off touring or whatever's going on. No, she would know he's in town. Yeah. Yeah, so you basically take the carts over to Rudshore because, like, it's it's a long walk. But the thing, the great thing about Dishonored is, like, there's basically prototype cars-ish. They still travel on, like, rails and stuff. So, But you can still ride them over to Rudshore and you can get there in like way, way quicker time than you would just walking. Look, Bliss knows her way around the city. Yeah. But like, even if you know your way around the city, like it's still faster to just like get on the train, ride the train, drop off at like near old hound pits and walk the rest of the way. Get on the train. Even when people, even when you don't pay for a ticket. (laughs) <laughs> Imagine those are the ones who travel on the train. All right, so William, you are. I'm having breakfast. Just finish. I'm in. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say you standing, but you know, a little be in the middle. Of yeah, it. I had nice uh, some. Brown crusty bread, some butter, um, some rashers of bacon, some smoked herring, and a watered down ale. You know, just finishing up, finishing up that. Maybe wash it down with some canned sardines, because man, the fucking food in Dunwall is so gross, guys. <laughs> Victorian era food, man. Yeah. Anyway, you see him downing the last of his breakfast in, like, 
a pub some like in the window of a pub somewhere. <laughs> uh, Bliss comes into the into the pub and just slaps both her hands down on the table and goes, "Blood knuckle, you want to get paid?" You know, I am blood knuckle. I do like it and pay, and it is refreshing to see a lovely face this morning. So, uh, I'm yes. sure you say that to everybody. Not everyone, but most people. So, what can Blood Knuckle do for you? The bartender said he said he said it to me. It's true, I did. He winks at you. Anyway, so the guard want me to do something. They want me to find somebody, and as good in a fight as I am, I thought maybe I should find somebody hmm, a little bit better in a fight. Because uh, they don't know, who, they won't tell me who I'm finding. So if the guard don't want to do it, it's probably bad news. I understand. Risky situation. You don't know what you're fully getting into. So you want a little bit of muscle back up. I get you. Look, I'm not saying I can't take myself in a, I can't defend myself in a fight. But, you know, maybe there's more people. It's better safe than sorry. I get it. I get it. Um, let's negotiate. I don't know. They'll say that they said they're going to pay. I don't know how much they're paying yet. It's probably pretty good, but they said they they said I should round up some folks. Do you know anybody who might be uh, useful in this type of situation? Uh, finding people isn't really my thing. I mostly beat them up. Um, I do travel a lot, though. Let me think. I got... A friend, travel buddy, I guess. Fancies himself a magician, fancies himself a bit of a detective. I don't know if that sounds useful. Ah, uh, well, if we don't know who we're finding, yeah, sounds useful to me. All right, I know where he lives, and he's probably still at home by the, about this hour. Ah, cool, cool. Can I buy you something for the road? <sighs> yeah, you know what? If you're buying me food, I'm not going to turn it down. All right, uh, what's your, what do you fancy? All right, so the two of you head over to the, uh, to the hotel that Monticelli is uh, staying in. And Monticelli, you see Blood Knuckle walking up to you with the kind of disaster-looking person who's being followed by a wolfhound. They find me uh, jogging laps around the hotel courtyard. Monty! Want to make some money? This is the guy? Uh, magicians. Okay, yeah, I guess I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> so, uh, when I hear, hear you calling out, I just wave, and when my circuit takes me over, I stop, uh, start hopping in place, like joggers do when they want to keep momentum. Says, uh, so, what brings you this? What brings you over here this early in the morning? Got someone to pummel? Maybe. Uh, also, gotta find them first. Wondering if maybe you want to lend a hand, make some money? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, all right. Sounds like mm, fun. Doesn't it? Let me just finish up. All right. There, I'll just, I'll jog with you. Probably do me some good to get the blood flowing. Well, I only do uh, two more laps before I sit down before a prepared meal that is just full of protein sources. Like 
eggs and beans and sardines and hmm. more eggs. Bacon. Has protein even been invented and dishonored yet? <laughs> <laughs> Ratcatcher actually comes over when you start cooking the food and just sits and stares. Uh, you, okay, when you bring the food out, it, uh, Ratcatcher just sits and stares. Sorry, he does that. I I, uh, I could I trained him to do everything except not beg. Sometimes it works on people. I, it makes it cheaper to feed him too. <laughs> well, I'm afraid. I always work up an appetite in the mornings. So, this is going to take a while. Go ahead, tell your story. So, uh, a couple guards found me this morning. They want help finding somebody, and they don't seem to know who they're finding. Which, yeah, that fits for the guard. So I came to Blood Knuckle because I figured I need some muscle. I asked him if he knows anybody else, and he says, you're pretty smart. So, here we are. I figure I can find people. You can fi- If you can figure out who it is, Blood Knuckle here can, you know, uh, beat the living tar out of him. If need be. And, uh, I don't know. We might need, like, one more person. Was this person done? Where are they operating? I have no freaking clue. They're going to pay. So that's why I'm doing this. So we don't know who we're after. Hence the, uh, you're the, the, what do you do? You like. I entertain. No, no, no. I do too. But Knuckle said it was something else. Like, yeah, yeah. You do that, uh, investigate. People are like lying about stuff. Oh. Well, that's just a side job. See, what I'm mostly known for is being the great Monticelli. (laughs) He he does that. It suddenly dawns on you that you've seen this guy in some posters around the city every once in a while. Yeah, I've seen your posters. The the pose uh, I hit is, in particular, quite famous. Yeah, I can't really, like, afford to see your shows. Well, if that's the case, I'll leave word with the theater manager. Maybe get you some tickets. Bring a friend. Anyway, Uh, so what has this person done to be hunted by the police? I figure... Or the guards. I figure if the guards need it done, and they can't do it themselves... Yes, but why? (sighs) What has this person done? Probably they killed somebody, I bet, or they stole something really expensive. These are the only two things the guards care about. All right, and well, do they have any crime scenes or victim lists or people to contact for more information? This all seems like stuff they should have had. I mean, they didn't tell me a lot. Okay, I saw an opportunity to make some money, and so I, I do want to like throw this over to Colin too. Just how much information have the guards given? They basically told her, like, it, it was basically, it's easier to come see for yourself than it would be to explain everything. So they didn't give her much, but they are waiting for her, and they will probably give more information at the scene when she does finally arrive with her motley crew. Right, I was right. about to say that and part. So where also, is the scene? So that, that would be information you would be able to yeah. provide. Uh, we're, yeah, we're supposed to meet them over at the Clock Tower District, I guess. It'll make sense when we get there. Well, with the puzzler you've been it's been put before you, 
I'm not much of a puzzle type. Seems like they, uh, seems like something they want to keep quiet, so. How much are you for, uh, keeping an ear to the street? Mmm. Because I know someone who's quite the expert at ferreting out ne'er-do-wells down in the, uh, the districts where people prefer not to say where they live. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. You mean them. Really? Well, yeah. We small empire. run in the same circles occasionally. Well, I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know where they're holed up right now, we should probably rope them in. Blood Knuckles just petting Ratcatcher. Well, I don't know where they're holed up exactly, but I know how to contact them, and... So I will send a message through the um, through the courier uh, network. Yeah, the letter carriers. Right. Ape, I kind of want you to roll to see if you can catch Ratcatcher trying to lie to you by like just like st- sort of standing at attention and looking at something. Uh, I just don't know what that would. I don't know what kind of roll that would be. Like what? Uh, roll me. St- Study. Okay. Plus clever. Yeah, study cleverly. Uh, I'm not great at both of those. Roll for brain. All right. So let's walk through this because I'm stupid as hell. Okay. Type in roll 2d20. I know that part. Or actually, you can just um, hover over the die in the upper left-hand corner. And you can just go across that chart for one to... 5 d20s. Well, I also let's see. Uh so my combination is 8. So you're trying to roll below an 8 on at least one of those. Yeah, 8 or hey. lower. Oh, hey. Success. Uh you don't fall for it and when you just you just sort of stare at Ratcatcher and you 100% realize that Ratcatcher was just trying to like trick you so that it could like steal some bacon. I'm not the one eating though. Either way, well, whatever. I successfully outsmarted a dog. <laughs> That's going to be the high point of my character. I always <laughs> believed in you. He's a clever dog. Redcatcher is sad that this did not work. Eh, scratch under the chin. The tail wags a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right, and so you head over to well the uh the, we don't the, head over. We have summoned preacher. All right, preacher, you get someone who comes up to you and says, "Message for you." Excellent. Is it a new job? The what? I, what I would have given is it's from the great Monticelli, and it's more unique than usual. Pay you ten extra gold if you do the voice. <laughs> huh. All right. Yeah, this guy pays good. Usually it's just carton machines cross country, but I don't know. I uh, I got nothing going on right now. All right, I'm guessing it tells you to uh, tells them to meet you at like near the clock tower district. I'm guessing. And where do you guys want to meet me? I mean, let's meet there. That seems the most. Yeah, meeting at the clock tower district makes the most sense. All right. Just directly underneath the clock tower itself. Bitchin'. I will haul ass. 
And when you get to the clock tower district, you meet underneath the uh, clock tower. The th- I'm guessing the three of you would be there first, and then eventually Preacher. You would see both Monticelli and Bliss walking up to you with uh, another guy. Ah, Mr. Monticelli, Miss Bliss, it's wonderful to see you again. Hey, how you doing there, Preacher? Ah, uh, well, I am not as well as I could be. I, my heart is a little broken today, but I will get over it. <laughs> ah, yeah, I take it one of your, um, students didn't want to learn. Uh, some people just refuse to reject their rots. But, but, we will move on, and we will pray for a brighter tomorrow. I believe introductions are in order. Ah, and who's this strapping fellow? William Fowler, at your service. Uh, everyone else calls me Billy. Excellent. I'm Friend Harlow. Nice to meet you. You look like you get punched in the face for a living. Indeed I do. <laughs> Again, Baronacle Bacchus do not punch faces. He would be he would look like he gets punched in the chest for a living. I'm being a little bit sarcastic. I mean people probably also punch him in the face. <sighs> Man, he may have heard of me if you follow the pit fighting rings. Uh Blood Knuckles my fighting name. Blood Knuckles my fighting game. I'm sorry, but I can't say that I have. But I will be sure to keep my ears open for that name going forward. Uh, likewise, I don't believe... You know, I think I may have heard rumors of a street preacher. Would that be you? Uh, well, I would certainly never call myself that. But other people are certainly keen to. <laughs> you know what? It's come to my attention that some people haven't seen my act, even though I like to think I keep the prices affordable. If you'd uh, be open to accepting a free ticket, I, I'm currently offering. I've fucking carted equipment around for you. I've definitely sat in on a show afterwards. Yeah, but it's a different experience when you're at the angle that the tricks work from. Ah. Uh, you know what? If there ever comes a time when... I am not busy, and you are running a show I will be certain to attend. All right. Well, I do try to get around, though. So it will be a limited-time offer. And speaking of limited-time offers, where are the guards? It doesn't take much time to look around and find out. It is very obviously where you're supposed to go, because there are guards like posted like along the only uh, ways in and out of streets, just trying to keep people from becoming looky-loos. Hmm. Ah, over there. No rubbernecking. Uh, and as you approach, one of the guards is familiar and goes, Oh, Bliss, these, uh, the folk that you've you gathered up to, to help us out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, wear these, and he hands you each, like, some sort of copper coin badge thing, and uh, you see a similar one, like, pinned to his chest. Oh, oh great. Deputized. I always wanted to be deputized. Not really deputized, no. These make sure you don't, um, 
what's the word that uh, Sokolov used? Uh, disintegrate from the arc pylon. I would like to not do that. Yes, this is useful. Yeah, I will put this yeah. on my chest immediately. Thank you, sir. I hate those things. They make my hair stand on end. Yeah. Oh, God. They're terrible, but, you know, you get, you get used to them eventually, but, like, it's never entirely. It's sort of like the smell in the morning. I like, um, sometimes you see rats run into them. That's kind of amusing. <laughs> yeah. I prefer to simply go around them. Well, uh, right this way. And he leads you along deeper into the street, and where you're going is... It's, it's sort of like one of those parts of the building where it's like built on top of each other. So there's like some higher parts and there's some really tall bits, like maybe 50 feet up. And there's like some bridges that like expand across some of the, um, the, like the streets and walkways up there. And he leads you to what underneath what is known as the Atano Memorial Bridge. Named after Corvo Atano, the current royal protector of Emily Caldwell. Wait, Wait, Memorial? It's memorializing the part, the time where he, like, fucking saved her life. Then that would be the, uh, Artano Triumph? Okay, tr okay, then, Artano Triumph Bridge. I, I couldn't remember, like, what the name was. I was like, Memorial! That works! <laughs> but yeah, the Artano Triumph Bridge. Well, there was that time he was a statue for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there was that time he was a statue for a little bit. I don't think he likes being reminded of that. He got better. And they lead you to what appears to be a blanket that has a human-sized lump underneath of it. And uh, he goes, you might want to brace yourself for something really nasty. Pull out my handkerchief, cover up my no nose and mouth. Anybody else want to do some prep work for seeing a dead body? Absolutely not. Please. The fuck do you think I am? I'm just going to steal myself. Uh, pit and boxing is a fairly dangerous sport. Sometimes people die. I've seen it before. <laughs> I'll try to fucking out badass <laughs> each other. Well, I've seen a dead body. <laughs> I killed a man not four hours ago. I mean, I'm saying it's a brutal and bloody sport. All right. So he throws off the blanket and you see a man who has been shoved in a sack. And his head is caved in as if he fell from, I don't know, 50 feet up and landed straight on his head. And also, there is a knife in his heart with a note attached to it. And when you get close, you can see it is, like, cut out from, like, newspaper articles and, like, book titles and such. And it's, all it says is, what do you do with a drunken whaler? Uh, oh, I know that one. Put him in the bed with the captain's daughter? Uh, no, no, that's, that's drunken sailor. Drunken whaler is, um... Are whalers not sailors? It's, there's a distinction in the chanty, mostly because the first line in that chanty, after what do you do with a drunken whaler, is stuff him in a sack and throw him over. Oh. Uh, okay, okay, I get what's I going think I'm on. I'm seeing so a pattern here. So you think there's gonna be more of these? Yeah. And you want us to find yeah. the guy who's doing it before that? Yeah, but, um, here's the thing. We, uh, we took a look at who the stiff is, and that's at that point he, like, lifts open the, uh, the sack where you can see they, like, cut open a bit so they can look at the person's face, and it is High Overseer Kevin Fisher. 
who was named High Overseer about a week ago because the previous one had died. We're going to need a new High Overseer. Yeah, we just got this I, one, that too. That was not in character. Okay. <laughs> We're going to need another Timmy. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. wow. Ah. Uh... That's a man of some import. Is it? Yeah. Who is it? No, I'm kidding. Stop. Stop, <laughs> Overseer. Oh, shit. That's what he looks like? Well, he didn't have that big old dent in his skull. That might be throwing you off. Yeah, no shit. I just thought he'd be older. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I believe um, the point of departure uh, should also be investigated, so if you excuse me, I'll uh, head up onto these rooftops, uh, see which one he may have fallen off of. Wait, hold on, I have a question out of character. Mm-hmm. Is this his house, or is this somewhere else? This is somewhere else. Okay. He would li- he would actually live closer to the um, High Overseer's office. Okay, just wanted to know. Okay. Ah, so, um... Mr. Monticello has an excellent idea here of checking out where he would have fallen from. So I'm going to see if I can start finagling where that point was and then get myself up there. All right. So I would like the two people who are trying to investigate that role. I think it would be study. So study and then tell me what kind of style you would be doing. Uh, well, see, I've got a good eye for rooftops and things like that. Because I spent a lot of time up. So I'm just, I'm evaluating them on their those merits, so I will call it clever. Okay. And I will be analyzing angles of uh, motion and just tossing small objects off of rooftops to see where they land try and get some bearings on where they might have fallen. And also, of course, looking for signs of a struggle on the rooftops. If there's right. anything like orderly enough to compare against the disorder of a struggle. Alright, so that sounds like both of you are rolling study caref- or cleverly. Yes. Well, huh. Interesting. <laughs> so, I rolled a critical success and a critical failure. I'm, I'm not roll, sure like, what the fuck is supposed to I, happen now. I think that's just one success then, because I. So well, it is two successes. Is it? Yeah. And, oh yeah. Cause, and cause, there's a because it it does get into the it's it is a one, so it is a yeah, critical is success. Two, so that yeah. counts as two successes. And but rolling a twenty has a specific effect. A 20 causes a complication. A complication is a truth that brings new challenges with it, like an escape route being blocked, something taking longer than expected, or making a sound by accident. If the point a GM can't think of a problem at that moment, they may add two points to chaos. Instead, you can ask the GM to do this if you want to avoid an immediate problem, but they still get the final say. Right on. I can't really think of, uh, can't think of anything that would really detract from you guys, so two chaos it is. All right, well, that was my role to finagle where he was dropped from. And you do technically get a momentum, because that is two successes. And I got three successes. Oh, shit! (laughs) I didn't even see your role. 
Damn, you guys have four momentum already. All right. So both you and Monticelli eventually figure out that the where he was pushed off from was off of the bridge itself. And from the angle that he was pushed off of, he was probably already pretty close to the edge when the person who got here got the jump on him and just stuffed him in a sack and then just, like, just pushed him probably a little bit and let gravity do the rest of the work. Huh. And then once he landed, went down and stabbed the note into his heart. I would like to get up to that point if I could. Oh, yeah, it's easy to get up to. I'd assume that uh, we had. Yeah. In the process of investigating. Yeah, yeah. All right. See, I was just sort of projecting from ground level. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, it's, it's easy enough to get there. It's, um, it's public access to everybody, so. That's unfortunate. I wanted to parkour. <laughs> I mean, you still can if you want. It would what is cool, parkour but... but unnecessary? <laughs> it's my whole thing. It's my gimmick. I'm good at it. I have a fucking focus in parkour. You can you can parkour up there if you want. It would get you up there quicker, honestly. Nah. If okay. I could just fucking take an elevator, I'll do it. Not an elevator, but a couple stairs. But yeah, you're there now. There isn't really a sign of a struggle. It looks like I'm, I'm going to rule with like your fucking total three success, like four successes. You can determine this guy super duper just snuck up on him. And like what little struggle there was, was just getting the guy over towards the edge of the bridge. So that way he could actually just push him. Hmm. Okay, so tell me about this platform that we're up on, Colin. How big is it? How many entrances? There's an, only one entrance and exit on either side, but it is wide enough to accommodate for two or three people to walk on it comfortably. Are there many hiding places? Possibly from the rooftops, but also like if someone was just like, I don't know, looking... It's a pretty good view of the city from here, so if somebody was just, like, looking out over at the city uh, and just admiring the view, that would also be a way that they could, like, just sneak up on a person. Hmm. By the way, how how public is the knowledge of Monticelli's abilities? I haven't told you. Okay. As far as anybody knows, I have a wonderful new escape routine that other uh, magicians have been unable to figure out or replicate. Got it, got it. So I cannot in character postulate that he, that whoever the killer is moves like you do. Well, you, um, there might be like some void knowledge you might have. Uh, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to bring me into it, but you might have some knowledge of the whole void nonsense. For that matter, so could I. Yeah, that's, that's that seems sort of like your bag. So I would think that would be that would be study of some sort. Study cleverly, because I'm still looking at angles and such. Yeah. So go ahead and roll that for me. That um. Study cleverly is 11, so that's one success. All right, one success. So it wouldn't be impossible to get the drop on him 
with certain angles, but you definitely also cannot rule out the fact that this person might have void powers. It's not a 100% guarantee, but it is a possibility. So just out loud, I sort of speculate. Funny, it appears as if the dagger was added after the fall rather than before, given how relatively undisturbed it seems to be and it, how carefully it was placed on the body doesn't seem like something someone would be likely to do, considering all the effort it takes to climb down and then presumably climb up onto whatever sort of carriage or manner of escaping they would use. I'm going to climb back down to join the rest of the group. I go take the long way. <laughs> so did you figure it out? Did you, did you solve the mystery? I think we should be asking questions while they're poking around at the roof, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we'll rewind the clock a little bit. Let's see what the other two are doing. I think Bliss would probably be, like, trying to figure out, you know, how whoever did this probably tried to get away. Like, you know, once you murder somebody, you're probably gonna fucking try and get as far away from the scene of the crime as possible. That's what Bliss would do if she were the type to murder people. <laughs> if. Bliss, is, Bliss may be a piece of shit, but she's not a murderer, probably. <laughs> I have never done a crime. How dare you? <laughs> I didn't say she's never done a crime. I just said she's never murdered anybody, probably. All right, so that sounds like you're trying to find the uh, the escape route that they took. Yeah. All right, so that sounds, again, like study probably cleverly or care or maybe carefully because you're trying to get into there yeah yeah study uh, cleverly can i make a case Hmm? what about move swiftly how would i get away from here if i were trying to leave i'll give you survive swiftly i could also take survive swiftly i'll give you survive swiftly i mean those are Equally advantageous roles, so. <laughs> so that's what, uh, a six and a five, so one success. All right. So as you're investigating, like you're looking down, you're looking for obvious escape routes, and you manage to find a way that like someone could just like slip out and like maybe get onto another street uh, undetected and just walk like they didn't do anything wrong. I mean, that's what I would do. Then, uh, if I've got a possible escape route, what's Blood Knuckle doing, then? Yeah, what is Blood Knuckle doing? That's exactly what I was, I was about to ask. And talk to the guard, see what I can learn about how they got, you know, Kevin out of there. Or how the... Okay, so basically, I just want to ask, so, um, was there any sign of break-in at, uh, the late Mr. Fisher's uh, house? Anything at all? Uh, Broken windows? Anything like that? Well, we sent word through the grapevine to see, you know, if, uh, if something had happened like that. But no, it looks like he was out here alone and somebody pushed him over. So he was out having a walk? Yeah, and probably just like, apparently he, like, before Delilah's whole thing, he liked to come out here and like look over at the city. Apparently so, enjoyed the view. Whoever did it knew his schedule. 
Yeah. So they maybe knew him personally. Any, maybe anybody acting suspicious, you know, among his close circle, something like that, maybe? Uh, listen, buddy, we do not talk to the overseers. They are really weird and really protective. That's fair. That's but, uh, fair. That's, that's probably a lead that we will pay you to go follow. Uh, but their masks are creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fine. All right. Money's money. Uh, well, uh, hey, Bliss. Hey, what'd you, what'd you, what'd he tell you? Well, whoever did this knew his schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, uh, if I were the type to, uh, do murdering in the middle of the night, this is the way I would have gone. So, like, uh, he might have gone, uh, theoretical he might have gone this way. Okay. So, killer, knew the schedule, knew the victim well enough to know their schedule. You know, like, I don't know a lot of people that I know, hey, that person likes to take walks along a bridge at 10 in the morning. Stuff like that. Or 10 at night, you know. So, that's a little bit of intimate knowledge. So they either knew them or found out from somebody who does, did, rather. So that's something. Uh, I've got an escape route. I wonder what the um, other two have found. Ahoy there, friends. I'm still taking the long way. Do you see anything interesting up there? Well, friends, I do believe that we have found that the struggle up there was quite minimal. Whoever perpetrated this deed caught our high overseer completely unawares right up until the moment the sack was stuffed over his head. After that, it was just a simple push and over he went. The dagger was definitely applied posthumously. Hmm. Makes sense. Whoever did this knew where they were going to be and when. So... It is undoubtedly true that whoever committed this knew the Overseer personally, and the Overseer had no reason to believe that he would be assaulted and thrown off a bridge by said person. I mean, yeah. Could have also just caught him by surprise. It is equally likely that someone could have taken the same sort of route up that I took down, so... Speaking of routes... Hmm? And I... Kind of just like nod my head at Bliss. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was thinking, if I were trying to get away from this place, how would I go about it? And I'm thinking, however, whoever this was, I think they might have left like this way. And then there's this little alley you can't, uh, it's hard to see from this angle, but there's this alley and you could just duck into the next street over and act like uh, nothing happened. That or the person simply would not look suspicious walking around on the street at this time of night and uh, had no reason to escape seeing as the guards. When did you discover this body? Um, well, apparently somebody came along saying that they had heard... The guards weren't even here to discover them. I don't think escape was necessarily (laughs) on the person's mind. I don't know. If I was going to dump somebody over onto the street, 
I'd want to get as far away as possible. That would make some noise. But maybe that's just me. Do you regularly do such things? No. Then maybe you don't know how a killer's mind would work. I can't say I've ever killed anybody. <sighs> I very pointedly say nothing. <laughs> Especially with a fucking city guard in earshot. I've never killed anybody that didn't deserve it. Alright, so I think we need to investigate the two possibilities. That either A, this uh, murderer just calmly walked away. Or B, they took flight in an effort to be out of here as quickly as possible. I mean, we have numbers. We can split up and search. If the person left nonchalantly and they didn't appear to be suspicious, then there would be little to no evidence to find back up on the bridge. I suggest that we all search for this uh, skulker, just in case it happens to be true. Hmm. Otherwise, uh, the best thing to do for investigating if the per- if the overseer knew this person would be to speak with his friends and family and co-workers. Well, actually, do they know? Has this gotten around yet? Uh, we have notified them, and they should be here pretty soon to, uh, oh, oh shit, here they come. And Quickly, uh, quickly. <laughs> did you say anything about what the note, what's written on the note? No, uh, no. I grab the note, tear it up, uh, crumple it up, and put it in a pocket. Okay. You uh, should also and- probably cover that body back up. He says, well, they know about the uh, the high overseers. Just, uh, no. I mean, say, uh, knowing is one thing, saying is another. And up walks three or four men dressed in black with gold trimmings. And there's, like, on their gloves, there's a circle with, like, a sort of trident with a handle in the middle of it. And they're wearing gold masks with that symbol also, like, up on the forehead area. Ah, uh, so creepy. And one of them says, where is Brother Fisher? And uh, they, the guards, like, move them over towards the body. And a couple of them say, Shh, not even a week. And they start doing, like, prayer rites. And two of them keep watch on you guys. Should we? Should we leave? Hey, Colin? Hmm. Given that I am the person in the room with the least amount of war knowledge here, I do believe, I have a question about the Overseers as, like, an organization. Okay. How are they regarded by the common folk? They're actually very highly respected by the common folk. Are they? Yeah, like... They're basically priest cops. Yeah, they're basically priest cops. Warrior monks, priest cops... Anybody who is even moderately religious would probably respect an overseer. But do they have a reputation for fairness and justice? No. It depends on the person, but mostly not. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm asking about is, do they have a reputation? Would I know them as, I need to keep my eyes on all of them because there's a good chance at least one of them is going to fuck up in a way that I need to be concerned about. Well, here's the thing. They all probably do that, and 
there's you cannot fight an entire organization like the Overseers. I'm just gonna put it uh, at, right out there. Uh, I could Look. I could make an illustrative point, actually, about uh-huh. the Overseers. Uh-huh. So uh, during the like Rat Plague, the Overseers had these music boxes that would basically counts, cancel out outsider powers. Uh-huh. And a woman lost her voice when she was supposed to sing near a uh, near an out- one of those music boxes, and they burned her at the stake as a witch. No, they didn't actually kill her. I thought they did kill her. No, it was like somebody had to pull a lot of strings and get them out of there. Because uh, I remember the mansion mission, somebody is talking about that, and they said they had to pull all, basically every favor they had to stop them from killing her. Okay, but they try- They would have had there been yes. not a yes. ton of outside interference. The overseers always find the guilt they're looking for. I'm standing well back from them in that case. Um, here's the thing. It, is sl- it has slacked a lot because High Overseer Campbell was a terrible person who was also enabled by Lord Regent Burroughs, who was also an even worse person. And Emily actually got along very well with the previous High Overseer. So the Overseers have calmed down a little bit, as in they need actual evidence now that they need to present in order to brand people as heretics and burn them at the stake, as opposed to just being able to do it. But they are still cops. They are still cops. Uh, So then my hands are stuffed in my pockets and they are flexing. Yeah, this would be an organization that you would absolutely hate, but can't realistically do anything about. Because if you, t- it's like a swarm of hornets. If you hit one, that releases the pheromones, and they all just like go into rage death mode. Yeah, the minute you start messing with one, they will be on guard. The minute you start messing with a second one, they will find you and they will kill you. Look, look, look! How do you eat an elephant? One corpse at a time. <laughs> but no, okay, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to be clear on how I would be reacting to these people's presence, which is... And that's fair, that's fair. Not well. I mean, I am doing my best to not lose it. I want to say that um, pit fighting is a quasi-legal sport. It's not explicitly illegal. But, you know, every so often the overseers come in and shake things down just to make sure we're not explicitly breaking any laws. So I'm not a big fan of them. Nobody likes these fucking cops. Nope. But they're here and they're going over the body. And if you guys want to leave now, then you should probably do that before they start questioning you guys. Yeah, Bliss doesn't even take the uh, take the uh, invitation to leave. She just gets out of there. I just like nudge the guard. I'm like, good luck, bud. So that on the spot investigation, I believe uh, it's uh, duty calls. I out of character. Sorry about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Hey, uh, is Kevin Fisher an original character of yours, Colin? Yes. The portrait that I used is from another character in the game, but I literally couldn't find a portrait that was in the higher seater that wasn't Campbell or Martin. All right, so, so then 
Colin, what sort of reputation did Kevin Fisher have? I know he was only around for like a week, but it's, it seems like the kind of position where word about his character would have gotten around fast. That's a good question. Go ahead and roll me. I would say that like, if you're asking me, then your character also doesn't know. Like, that, No, that's not fair. But either way, uh, I kind of want you to roll for this to see how well you do. So maybe talk. talk yeah, talk quietly. Swift, talk swiftly, I think, would work best because you're just trying to find out stuff as fast as possible. All right, well, I'm trying to roll below a 10, then. Nope. You haven't heard anything about how he was as a person, I'm guessing, because you're not in the city all the time, and, like, any place that you're in, he hasn't been. Um, but other people would try to potentially... I just I just spent the last week in kind of a fugue state, getting a hell maze set up. I've been <laughs> yeah. a little bit out of the loop. Look, there's overseers everywhere. You can't be expected to know what each you know about each individual overseer. Anybody else going to make the roll? What are we rolling for? Sorry, we're f- figuring out what uh, Fisher was like as an overseer, as brief as it was. Nine or less. Well, that's one failure. Uh, actually, that's an, that's a mega failure. <laughs> okay, well then you also have no idea. Bliss does not like any overseers. Well, there is one way that you can find out, and that is you could go to the office of the high overseer and investigate that one lead and see what they thought of him, at least. Sure. Hey, how do you like your dead boss? Was he cool? Did you like guys <laughs> like him? Do you know anyone who might want to stab him a lot? <laughs> <laughs> but, Colin... I have two contacts. You do have two contacts. Both of whom would be perfect for this uh, particular situation. All right. I did lose my notes on you guys in a computer reset. So oh, by the way, please uh, remind me. Since I didn't, I should mention, uh, my contact is just the pit fighters. There's a lot of, you know, talk goes around in the pits. So. All right. All right. Well. I have one of my contacts is a local community leader okay. uh, amongst the poor folk. And then another one of my contacts is an information broker amongst the higher class. All right. So I figure the both of these would be good places for us to start with. All right. Uh, we did want to investigate the uh, quiet escape route first, just to find traces if there might have been a killer passing through that way. Oh, right. There was something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, hey, uh, what's your name? Monte Monty. Can I? <laughs> Monticelli. Got it. Swiss said Monty. The Magnificent. You, uh, you got the note off of the body, right? No, I didn't. And there was no note. I thought we were far away already to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I would, I would say that you, you're far oh, away. No, enough we that we you... are far enough away. I'm making a point. Oh, okay. Right, there was no note. Well, ah, uh, 
Do you happen to have any scrap paper in your pocket? Do I look like I'm made of money? Scrap paper? Uh, I <laughs> probably wouldn't have any... Or no, actually... Uh... Okay, let me just let me just say it plain then. I was going to see if... Since I happen to have a, you know, wolfhound, I wanted to see if I could maybe see if it smells like anything to help with the... help with finding. Probably like a wolfhound. The note. God damn it, Ape. <laughs> I want to see if the note smells like anything and try and see if I can uh, have Ratcatcher try and sniff out a trail, maybe, or some other clues that oh, might be yeah. left behind. Absolutely. And Ratcatcher leads you directly to a paper factory. It smells like everything in the city. It stinks. All right, let's see if this Bloodhound trick will work. All right. Go ahead and roll me Ratcatchers. I guess this would be... Survive. Five boldly. Okay, I'll take it. Because, <laughs> like, he's, he's being very bold about sniffing this fucking paper. I mean, like, sniffing something out is a pretty, like, bold thing. It's like hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that is two successes. Two successes. Ooh. Then he gets. Wolfhounds have eight survive. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, damn, your dog's good. Yeah. So, yeah, he does get a scent, and, um, he starts sniffing around, and, like, he's walking through the, uh, the escape route. Oh, hang on, hang on. And... Can I stop you for a second? Before this scene goes any farther, um, is Preacher going to head off to their contact, or what is happening there? I'll stick with the rest of the group until... Whatever until we like hit a dead end on this line and then I'll set off. Okay, I just wanted to know well, what was up. Unfortunately, you're gonna hit a dead end fairly quickly because um by the time Ratcatcher sniffs it out, they point right towards like a dead a, end. Well, a whiskey bottle that's like in an alley somewhere, and they they just sort of like point at it and you know growl a bit, which is like the the indication that he has found where they went and it's just a whiskey bottle. I investigate the whiskey bottle. <laughs> Oddly enough, it is a brand that you can find over in the distill- distillery district. I'm just going to give that one to you because you're a drunkard and uh, you would know your whiskey. Also, mm-hmm. it's a whiskey and that's the distillery district. So it's, yeah, I don't yeah. think you would need to be a drunkard to figure that one out. Well, some things are imported from out of city. It's a local brew. So, you know who probably has something to do with this? Bottle Street Gang. I mean, that doesn't really track, but okay. Uh, I mean, not, yeah, I don't... I mean, killing a high overseer seems like a bit of an overstep for them. Like, they shake down, they run protection rackets. I don't think they want to draw that kind of heat to themselves. Yeah, this is kind of like like finding a bottle of Corona near a murder scene and going, ah, Target must be involved. <laughs> uh, he died of the coronavirus. All right. Well, we know whoever did this, maybe they like their liquor. I would like to look above the street level at this dead end. Oh, it's not, it's not a dead end. It's like an alleyway that leads to like another street. But like when you look up, there's a couple of windows that are boarded up, but there's like no bridge or anything above it. 
Is the bottle like broken in any way? Is it completely intact? It's completely intact, but it is empty. Hmm. Okay, so they just like dropped it and moved on. They just took a swig and left, I guess. All right, let's get some DNA evidence from the lip of this bottle and send it back to the lab. (laughs) Whoever did this was likely drunk at the time. The scent of the alcohol was breathed onto the paper. I suppose that's what your dog was smelling. Still, we've at least confirmed that this person did skulk away rather than walk. And presumably they were in a distressed state of mind if they were drinking all the while. Not necessarily. Some people drink to relax. That's not making assumptions there. Maybe the overseer was drunk. Well, normally when you kill someone, it's quite distressing. So I've heard. Maybe they're just... They might be calming their nerves a little bit. Steadying their (sighs) shaky hands. Is that something you have a lot of experience with, Mr. Monticello? Personally, absolutely not. But, um, this isn't the first murder investigation I've been called in to assist. It's, uh, it's usually more esoteric than this. My specialties include, uh, Very particular sorts of people who are very good at deceiving others. It takes a thief to catch a thief, as they say. Right. Well, what do we do now, friends? I must admit, I am a little lacking in enthusiasm on this particular task, given who our victim is well i should like to know the rest of the lyrics to this drunken whaler song i fucking sing it for you just on the spot yeah um i like it's it's not a thing i'm gonna make you roll for this is a one of the most common uh whaler shanties on the planet so um the Order that it goes is stuff them in a sack and throw them over, feed them to the hungry rats for dinner, shoot them in the heart with a loaded pistol, slice his throat with a rusty cleaver. So there's going to be at least three more of these. Uh, I'm writing this down, so could you go a bit slower between the verses? Feed them feed to the rats. I thought you didn't have scrap paper. <laughs> I, I was about to um, correct myself when we moved on. Considering where we're going, I would have brought a small pad because it would have been useful to write down notes and clues and such. All right. So there's going to be at least three more of these if this pattern holds. They are not afraid to go after high profile targets. That's a thing. And they seem to know their targets pretty well. Hmm. At the same time, they aren't respectable enough to simply walk away from a murder scene and not look suspicious. Hey, I have uh, kind of a weird thought. Are they, um, maybe they're copycatting Corvo. His first um, target was the Overseer back in the day. Ah. Was it? It was. 
Yeah, the first mission, the first real mission you go on is to either kill or brand Campbell a heretic. Who was the high overseer at the time? I was apprenticing in a distant town at that point. Only heard about the whole nonsense in the capital. It was not a great time. I was uh, I was a little young back then. I was ten. You? Oh, probably like eleven or twelve. It's hard to keep track. I was one of the lucky ones. I was immune to the rat plague. Got my family, though. I was... I don't want to talk about it. That's fair. So, alright, so... Out of character. So, the first, you went after the High Overseer. After that, and I have... After that, he went after the Pendleton Twins. Right, so there's no more Pendleton Twins, but probably a Senator. So a Senator was the next target. Maybe. Some sort of noble. Political noble. Yeah, political noble. Then, um, Sokolov, but Sokolov is, uh... No, Sokolov wasn't a target. He was just kidnapped. The next actual target was Lady Boyle. So a noble. And then after that, it was Burroughs. Maybe one of the Boyles? Are the Boyles still around? The Boyles are still around. There's only two of them anymore, but... <laughs> yeah, there were two other Boyles. I forget, was the third Pendleton killed? Uh, Depends. Yeah, yeah, no, no, always. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... You don't Havlock do it, kills though. Him. Yeah, Havelock killed him in a low chaos run. And who right. was the last one? Uh, uh, it was then the regent. Yeah, that yeah. was higher. I guess this one, it'd be the Empress. So, possibility, maybe a coincidence, maybe they're kind of following that path, a copycat thing. I don't know, I just kind of idolized Corvo as a kid. I always thought maybe, you know, because he was a pit fighter, and I thought maybe, you know, maybe I'll get hired as a bodyguard for some noble, and then maybe I'll father an empress. But, you know, without the stuff in between that, maybe you want to avoid that part. Is that public <laughs> knowledge, by the way, that Corvo is Emily's dad? Yeah, by now, yes. It okay. is at the very least, like, a rumor. No, no, because, like, she openly calls him father in, like, a busy noble party at the beginning of Dishonored 2. All right. That's true. Yeah. If if it is not public knowledge, it is the worst kept secret in the world. Understood. And in any case, you so he was sort of like a, a consort position. Married legally but into the wife's family. So he got hired as a bodyguard because of his notoriety his notoriety as a pit fighter. Uh, then became, and then, you know, and then he was assigned to protect Jessamere, who was the princess at the time. And then they got really close and then they got really close. And then they got unclose and then got really close and then they got unclose and they got really close. <laughs> uh, he won a sword fighting competition. Yeah. And then like, uh, and Point is, eventually, Jessamere becomes Empress, and then eventually, at some point, a bone charm ritual fails, and nine months later, Emily was born. <laughs> what? So, yeah, so, like... Yeah, that's a, that's a legitimate thing! You can... Okay, so, in, in I think, the first game, you can find Jessamere's bedroom, and if you go into the, um... There's, like, a secret room that you can go in, and there's a book that you can read that has stuff about bone charms and how they can be used as uh, contraceptives. Oh. So, so, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> your boner <laughs> charm. <laughs> yeah. Point <laughs> being that Corvo was a lowborn man, born, you know, in bad circumstances, who raised himself up by being real fucking good at fighting. And so William, you know, kind of idolizes him. Uh, okay. So I'm currently I'm s- undeading myself from that <laughs> fucking revelation. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So rejoining the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was quite a fucking just saying it might be coincidence or they might be, you know, following that particular path. Yes. Well, unfortunately, we really can't call it a pattern with only one incident. So we will ideally stop this without a second. But if the second comes around and it does match, then we will start to pursue that line a bit more fervently. Well, if it is murders with a purpose, as Corvo's were, or well, he didn't kill them. He- murder or not murders. But if it is targets <laughs> with a purpose. Quantum murders. Canonically, in this game, he spared every single target. Right. But spared being in giant fire quotes. <laughs> assuming that these were targeted with a similar purpose, it may be similarly righteous. We don't know about who this overseer was. We, we should investigate his character and who he has wronged in the past, and... Well, I can't imagine an overseer ever wronging somebody. And hmm. after that, if we have a list of people with motives, then if they have similar motives against uh, two noble families and the Empire, then we'll have someone to... Uh, Narrow down our search on. If that person is currently uh, down on their luck, drinking a lot of whiskey, well then, that would further narrow down the search. It would have been somebody who had had to have been close enough to the right people to know the High Overseer's schedule. That too. And if they have indeed fallen on their luck, that does narrow it down quite a lot. Well, I do have somebody I can go ask. All right, which one do you want to go ask? If there's anybody in our group who doesn't have a contact they would like to go hit up, I can actually send you to my second contact. Just, like, mention my name. Yeah, I don't... I can't see what I could get from Pit Fighters right now. So I can do that, I suppose. All right. So, who do you want to... Who do you personally want to go ask a question about? Preacher. Well, I am going to go talk to my high-class information broker. Okay. If they're high-class, then they probably live pretty close to the clock tower district right here in the estate district, which is right here by the Boyle Mansion. So you were talking about them earlier. 
you knock on the door and uh, oh no 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 uh, Some, uh, someone of my social standing is not allowed through the front door I have to approach through the bedroom window yeah you knock on the front window yeah you knock on the front window you get in and you just wait a little bit and your contact just like sort of walks in and he goes oh, oh god it's you oh hello Amelia how have you been uh I was having a pretty good day uh, until I saw some weirdo had broken into my house. Oh, but you wound me. You you wound me in the names, and you wound me in not expecting me to do this at all times. You should know me by now. I would just, like, one week. One week where you don't do what, what do you need? What do you need? I am frequently out of the city for weeks at a time. I don't know what you are on about. And those are the most glorious weeks of my life. <sighs> uh, well, Miss Kane, I come to you to beg for information. As always. What do you need to know? I have been hired on to investigate the murder of High Overseer Kevin Fisher. Oh shit, Fisher bit it? Hmm. More like it was put in his mouth and his jaw kicked closed. Oh, okay. Well, alright. Specifically, he was pushed off one of the high points of Corvo's bridge. And... We found very little signs of a struggle, which leads us to believe that it may be somebody who knew him. I, I didn't know him. And the thing about... Oh, my dear, my dear, I would not accuse you, please. Okay, fine, good. I mean, honestly, if, you're gonna, if anybody's going to know him, it's going to be those weirdos at the office of the High Overseer. I don't know, like, he used to work there even before becoming High Overseer. I, like, he kind of had his eyes set on there. Um, but, like, I mean, Overseers don't really have families. They're sort of, like, kidnapped as kids and then dragged who knows where. And then they come back and, like, they're different. So, like, there's no family leads. Uh, certainly, certainly. Is there, what sort of a man was our late fisherman. I mean, he seemed okay enough for an overseer. He was he was a lot like he was honestly a lot like the last one. Uh I like to the point where I, if I I think Empress Caldwin gave him basically their equivalent of a letter of recommendation and I'm guessing that weighed pretty heavily on the Abbey of the Everyman, uh, but I mean, so obviously she was in, on good terms with him and generally well-liked as far as overseers are concerned, at least by our standards. Mm. And there's no one in particular that he is known to have wronged. Not that I can think of, but a man like that, like even a good one, doesn't get into that kind of position along the way without making a couple of enemies. How? Oh, 
I see, I see, I see. Whoa. The tide, the secrecy of this blighted organization. I read trashy romance novels, and even you are a little over the top. For, you know what? Uh, is, is that it? Is that, is that all you need? <sighs> Do you... How? Again, again. I am so wounded to learn that you do not enjoy my company the way that I enjoy yours, Miss Kane. So that's a no, then? Yes. That is all that I can think to ask you now. All right. Please, get out of my house. If I must. If I must. All right. So, who's William going to go talk to now? I mean, it's not my contact. I, I know, that's why I'm asking... Right, so, let's see, help me think of a name for this person. I'm thinking last name Rutledge. Help me think of a first name. Terrence? Sure, Terrence Rutledge. On his face, he's kind of a nobody, but a lot of stuff passes through his house. A lot of people seek his counsel. But it's it's nobody with any sort of power. He he has the nickname of King of the Rats, just for for the the sort of company that he keeps. All right. So yeah, you see this guy. He's just I'm gonna say he's just like playing dishonored chess in a park somewhere with with somebody, just completely unassuming right now. Hmm. Okay, well, Preacher said I just have to mention their name. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna, like, how far along are they in their game? Pretty far. Uh, like another move or two. Okay, so I'm just gonna, like, sit back and wait until they're done. I don't want to be rude. Yep, Terrence does a move, his opponent does another move, and then Chess happens. Yeah, chess, chess happens, and then eventually Terrence goes checkmate. The, the person goes, damn and walks off as a sore loser. <laughs> Damn, I wasn't chess enough. You chess an awful. <laughs> so I'll go up and kind of sit down there and just kind of say, uh, a friend preacher says that you might have information. Ah, preacher sent you? All right, all right. Uh, in that case, he starts setting up for another game because he's experienced enough that sometimes when people ask him questions it usually takes a while and he likes to keep stimulated when doing this and uh he always plays the color that goes first so he makes his first move and he goes so what do you need to know hmm if you are you have your ear to the streets as they say then you surely know what happened last night Lots of things happened last night. You gotta be a little more specific. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, one Kevin went for a walk last night and didn't come back. Ah, that particular nasty business. Yeah, I heard about that. Probably heard about it before the guards did. Interesting. I'm going to be straightforward. I'd like to know if he had enemies. Well... I'd like to know which enemies he had. He's an overseer. Uh, 
They all have enemies. Yeah, yeah, they do. And... I mean, you joke, Cat, but yeah, I was like, I'm sitting here like, I don't know how to play chess. <laughs> uh, he looks he looks at you grabbing the knight, and he goes, no, this no. This is a horsey. In, those moving in L. Those moving in, no, no, like this. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> you get a pawn this one kind of looks side. like a penis. <laughs> anyway. They all look like penises. Bishops can jump, right? <laughs> gets a King pawn me. to the other side. <laughs> I was just going to say, gets a pawn to the other side. King me. Do you have checkers, perhaps? Uh, he goes, enemies, enemies. Well, sure. In particular, Lair, uh, if I can be specific. Anyone who might be very recently down on their luck, say from nobility or somewhere along those lines. Well, I know for a fact that you don't get to the position of high overseer without stepping on a couple other overseer toes, but that's just the name of the game, you know? Mm -hmm. But as far as enemies of his goes in nobility... There's a lawyer who uh, who tends to be a little bit zealous on going against laws against the Abbey of the Everyman. Thinks they seem to have too much power. He's actually uh, been openly against them for quite a while now. Around, oh, rat plague times. He says as he like stops you from making another completely just, illegal like, move. I'm just chewing on one of the pieces. <laughs> Please do not do that. You don't know where that's going. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the brightest ball, but I'm not actively stupid. <laughs> I just don't know how to play chess. No, that one goes diagonal. No, that one goes diagonal. That one goes in straight lines. I'm trying to form Mecha Chessazord here. <laughs> <laughs> the queen's allowed to just teleport to corner spaces, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? In this version of chess, yes. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, he tells you about this lawyer guy. Alright, well... Uh, openly going against the overseer seems a bit too obvious. What else do you have? Hmm. I just want to cover my bases. Thing is, he didn't try to step on too many toes. He's... He was... Smart. Not basically the complete opposite of Campbell, who blackmailed his way in. He seems to have gotten the job by being a generally likable person. Huh. So he didn't have a lot of enemies. He didn't. I'm sure he would have made more if, you know, he had had more than a week on the job, but he didn't. Okay. So... Where? Well, no, I, he would have told me the fucking where to find the lawyer. So, uh, yeah, it's actually close to um the distillery district as well. Interesting. Yeah, this guy basically lived in one of those houses that you couldn't get into in the game when you're like going from like the start of the uh, first mission to the high overseer's office. Okay. Well. I mean, that's better than what we have. Uh, his name was, his name's uh, Maroni. Lorenzo Maroni. Lorenzo Maroni. All right. 
Uh, what do I owe you for your services? You don't owe me anything. I can think of something that I'll collect from Preacher later, though. Ominous. Cool. Uh, this is like you've checkmated me three times in a row. Can I just go? Yes. Yes, you can. Please leave. And those were pawns. It's like you've checked me three it's times in a row. It's called moving a pawn twice. I'm not <laughs> sure why you thought that meant the game ends. No, it's just like, <laughs> like I've I've been checkmated in like three moves or here. I am not good yeah, at chess. Yeah. You got mated, but he didn't say anything, so you kept going, and then he mated you again. <laughs> it's like, he's like letting me keep going, just he feels sorry for me. <laughs> uh, Alright, so, how about the other two players? What all are you up to? Yeah. Bliss would very notably not go to the higher overseer's office. So <laughs> I guess Bliss is probably going to head back to the distillery district and uh, see if maybe uh, talking to some of the less savory types she knows in the area, since she lives in the area. Some of the less savory types have anything to say about uh, the high overseer and people that are not in uh, his good graces. Right. Go ahead and roll me uh, talk carefully. Because you don't want to, you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself. Talk carefully, huh? I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. just an eight. It is just an eight. I mean, you can spend momentum to get yourself more dice. No. You have five. How much is the maximum momentum again? Six. I'm not going to spend momentum. So we can buy up to two with that. Why don't? Fuck it. I'll spend one momentum just for an extra die. Okay. Twist my arm. Twist my arm. Hey. Well. Uh, I got uh, that momentum back. <laughs> yeah, I did. Three successes and a complication. So, you've maxed out the momentum. Um, but there is a complication. What's the complication, right. Colin? Well, the complication is, like, even though you're trying not to gain a lot of notoriety essentially do you ask start asking around the wrong people and eventually you see a guy who um has a bowler hat on wearing pretty shabby clothing and uh and like holding a whiskey bottle goes hey chaffer what are you asking around about fisher for uh fisher for swimming and eating fisher for these nuts (laughs) (laughs) got him Oh, um, fuck, I totally lost track of what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, actually, that's just one success. Sorry, I just realized I accidentally rolled twice. I am, f- by the way, cleaning this mouse today. Oh, yeah, yeah that, six is, that is. That's one success. Okay, that's one success. All right, so let me. All right. Yeah, shouldn't have rolled twice. So you don't actually get that. Okay, let's roll back the clock. We can. I hate this fucking mouse. Oh, I can do some editing. Editor's note, I obviously didn't, because I wanted that dumb fucking joke to get left in. Alright, so so you're asking around about, like, what the layperson thinks about Fisher. Well, I mean, this is a distillery district. A non-zero number of people are probably in the Bottle Street gang. Yeah. 
or at least know somebody and might have heard somebody that had, uh, not necessarily somebody that has a grudge against uh, Fisher, but at least somebody who's gotten screwed over by Fisher. Those, that, I mean, those can both, that can be like a fucking overlapping circle, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, it could be. So you talk to like some of the Bottle Street Gang guys and they look at each other and they go, I mean, yeah, I guess he kind of screwed over Barry a couple of times. Barry, Barry what? Barry Humphreys. You know, the guy who took over after Slackjaw went legit. Barry Wise. <laughs> Jesse, we have to brew. Was this the fucking guy in the bowler hat? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that guy. Okay. It wasn't going to be that guy. They would have they would have taken you to him, but they all wear bowler hats. Like, that's the thing I noticed when I'm playing that game. They're either not wearing a hat or they're wearing a bowler hat. Bowlers are kind of stylish sometimes. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I don't want to talk to him. Fuck it. Do you know where he's uh, hanging out then? They will actually lead you into the distillery district and into the the very place that you go to as Corvo a couple of times, and uh, they take you down into the basement over where Slackjaw's office used to be, and Barry is sitting there, and uh, he he looks at you and he goes, "Oh, hey, uh, how can I help you today?" Hey, Barry. Hey, ah, uh, I heard you got some sort of beef with uh fisher you know the overseer and uh i was wondering what's up with that uh well turns out he kind of figured out about our little operation you know involving making more base how how do i put it we were kind of underselling how powerful our whiskey was and he took offense to that Came in, smashed some stuff up. It was very expensive to repair. Hmm. Yeah. I bet that pissed you off pretty bad. Oh, immensely. Y- you gonna, you gonna like, get even with him or anything? Uh, thing about Fisher is he's the I hope high overseer. And listen, I might not be the most educated man on the planet. I may not be the brightest bulb in street lamps, but even I am not stupid enough to try and kill the high overseer. That said, boy, I do wish someone would stuff him to a sack, push him <laughs> off a bridge, and then stab him in the heart with a dagger made out of whalebone. <laughs> I never said anything about being, it being made out of whalebone. It's more thematic. <laughs> you know anybody who's uh, stupid enough to do that? Yeah, Billy's stupid. Hey, Billy! <laughs> nah. Stupid enough to kill a high overseer? Mm. Nah. But, uh, here's the thing. And he sort of, like, leans back in his chair and puts his hands behind his head. He goes, I might not know anybody stupid enough, but I saw someone stupid enough to do it. Okay. What? What do I need to do to Uh, get that information from you, then? Glad you asked. You see, there was this guy. He asked me to 
to get something for him, because you know my reputation. I can get pretty much anything for anyone if you ask nice enough and pay the right amount, obviously. Right, right. And he said he was good for the money. I trusted him because he was some sort of snobby rich guy with a fancy Karnakian name. I, it's it, it, He was good for the money, and I knew it. So I got him a couple of those uh, clockwork soldiers for him. Wow. Paid me under the table. And, uh, and he said he was real tired of everybody breaking into his houses and taking all his stuff. So, what I want you to do is I want you to break into his house and take some of his stuff. Yeah, okay. Mm. You be more specific. All right. Now, here's the, th- here's the thing. I did already deliver the clockworks, and apparently he has already activated them. Uh, apparently he did that before he left the island to go do some research somewhere. Uh, I think he went to Karnaka to study those bloodfly things. Hmm. His name, his name, tip of my tongue, don't remember it. Uh, Gally, Gally, Gally Vanny. Yeah, they all have type names like that, don't they? Don't yeah. they? Yeah, G- G- Gally Vanny, or something like that. I should really write this stuff down, but I don't. So, uh, mm. because I'm illiterate. <laughs> But I don't let that stop my business enterprises. <laughs> I got people for that. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, go go steal Gally Vanny's research. You can like keep anything else you find in there, like the money or whatever. Like I don't know how much you will find. Apparently, he got broken into a bunch during the uh, during the Delilah thing. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Uh... That was fucked up. I used to think that like one empress was the same as another empress, but then she like turned the whole city into like a nasty, creepy witch place. That was weird. Yeah, I, I kind of kept my head down for most of that. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't be willing to uh, furnish me with information on how to bust up some of those clockwork soldiers. Then, not that I'm planning on going toe to toe with them or anything. Hmm. Let, let me roll to see if he actually knows. I have to I have to find some use for nasty creepy witch place. <laughs> gang members or gang leader. I doesn't look like it, so I'm just gonna have to go with gang member. So let me I mean Bottle Street guys probably have a throw a lot of Molotovs. And if they ever yeah. ran into one of those clockwork soldiers, they probably threw a Molotov at it. Alright, so uh <laughs> Fire kills everything once again. Tinker forcefully, and none of their focuses really track. So, uh, but then again, I guess the Bottle Street Boys aren't really the type to get into fights no. with people. Actually, he may actually know something. Yeah, he actually does know something. Oh, that's he cool. got one success. Yeah, he goes. Mm-hmm. Aim for the joints. Okay. Cut off their supply. I mean, you, you joke, but like that's where the whale oil goes. So, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like their their joints are powered by whale oil. You cut one off, and they're basically mm, it's it's done. They're real thin. They're kind of hard to get to, but uh, but aiming for the joints tip typically helps a lot. Well, I, I don't have anything to hit them with, but uh. 
you know what? I don't know, maybe he's got an old pistol around I can steal. Oh, you need a pistol? Tell you what. Tell you what. Tell you what. He reaches under his desk, and he pulls out a pistol, and he slides it over to you. Listen, I'm going to supply you if you're going to be doing a job for me. I don't, I don't want you to die on this. I want to get my money, and the easiest way to get my money is to hold something that he finds that he has near and dear to his heart, which is his research. You know, you make a lot of sense, Barry. Thank you. Is there anything else I can do for you? Nah, nah, you've done enough. All right. Uh, when you come back with your research, I'll tell you exactly what I saw. Yeah, I'll be back with, uh, with bells on. I wait with anticipation. Uh. Didn't think I knew a three-syllable word there, huh? N- that, not what I said. <laughs> and it's five syllables. Listen, listen. I also can't count. (laughs) He's well read. He's not well counted. Look, (laughs) Bruin doesn't have anything to do with count. (laughs) Math. (laughs) You just put stuff in the thing and you You boil with your heart, not with your not with your numbers and your words. Don't actually brew with hot, though. The hot whiskey did not sell. All right, and then finally, let's go back to Monticelli. Monticelli, is there anything that you were doing? It's occurred to me that if the outsider himself has pointed this case out to me, that maybe I ought to power up a bit. And so my goal is to visit one of the void cults that, through research I have discovered, is legitimate and beg, borrow, or steal two of their runes. All right. So, go ahead and roll me. That sounds... If you're trying to talk your way at, out of it first, it would be a... Um, I would say talk carefully, because if you ask the wrong people, they will 100% just like go right to the overseers and be like, Hey, this guy's looking for some weird shit you consider heretical. But like I said, this is... Um, this is a group that I've already... Um, Oh, oh, yeah, that you've already... Then, uh, in that case, uh, give me... Verified. Yeah. Because I I get called in to find out whether spiritualists and such are legitimate, and uh, a lot of that happens outside of the overseer's, well, oversight. Mm -hmm. All right, so... In the first um, place. So I, I I would prefer to talk boldly. Okay, yeah, I was, I was gonna actually ask you what, what you think the best one would be, so talk boldly sounds good. Talk boldly to me. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, that's two successes. Like, I don't even know, need to know what your stat is, because they're both, like, yeah, they're yeah. both under eight, so... There you go. Alright, so you get one guy, and he goes to the rooms. Um, well, uh, l- let me see what I can dig up here and uh he he goes looking around and uh and he goes okay i couldn't find uh two runes but i i did find one rune and he hands that to you and he goes and i found uh something else something else and he hands you a little ring and it has three bits of whalebone going off of it and it looks like you could clip onto your belt or somewhere He's a, he is found you a bone charm. 
Bone charm. Bone charm is ready. <laughs> so what's it do? When you equip it, your footsteps do not make any sound anymore. You have the bone charm of void step. This bone charm counts as a personal truth that reads silent footsteps. All right. He goes, I'm sorry I couldn't find like two rooms, but uh, that 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 thing. Like, I've always kept it around, and it's given me some pretty good luck. Don't let the over- overseers see you with it, though. It's, um, they, they don't like those things. I uh, intentionally hold up my left hand. There's a lot that I don't show to the overseers. I'm going to roll. He's going to have some terrible stats when it comes to this, but uh, he absolutely does not know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, and I'll tell you what. If you can find me a rune, by the time I come back, I'll show you a magic trick you'll never forget. Just for you. Oh, that, that sounds that sounds a little ominous and creepy, but also cool. So I'm into it. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a void coat. That's that's his afternoon. Hey, you wanna see a magic trick? <laughs> So yeah, uh, he goes. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try and I'll try and find one. Yeah, sounds uh sounds great. We all float down here. <laughs> yeah. So none of you went to go to the overseers, and instead you did other stuff. I mean, fuck the not overseers yet. When we all collect back at my hotel, because my hotel is actually nice, I do want to say that um, I had a thought while we were apart. One other possibility. If this does turn out to be someone following in Corvo's footsteps, it may be the appearance of his footsteps rather than the intent of them. A copycat, in other words. Noted. So, everybody, what did we learn today? I don't know how to play chess. That doesn't surprise me at all. Bliss, that was extremely rude. No, no, she's she's right. That doesn't make me wrong. It just doesn't strike me as the chess playing type. That's definitely not how you said that. All right, Mo- moving on. However, I'm not insulted. Let's just leave it be. So I give the name and the address of the lawyer. Who? Well, did you? Is that in? Yeah, um, yeah you would have got you got the name and like it's really easy to find his office. Do we have that in like randos or anything? Do we have our randos? Yeah, Colin, can you can you create a handout that we can all edit of just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. leads and shit because oh yeah yeah. If we're if we're doing a mystery, it'd be nice to have all of our information in one spot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just crazy talk. There you go. I set up mystery notes for that is in everybody's journal and that anybody can edit. Excellent. Cool. I don't. I didn't actually write that shit down because I'm stupid. Yeah, it's fine. I when, have a name. Once um, 
I will, when I'm going over this in editing, I will type everything we learned in to here. I mean, we could just, like... Well, I can, I'll, I'll actually write down, like, the, the lawyer, at least, for you guys. Maybe we can hand wave and just say that we all present our information. Right. Well, it sounds like this lawyer has a very specific grudge, and so... I put him low down on the list of priorities, unless this is just one murder, in which case he'd be pretty high up. Right, I get, I get where you're coming from there. Yeah. Well, I can't help but think that the possible lead that Miss Bliss attained for us would be our best point of attack for the time being. Because... Well, I will not speak for any of you. I am not keen to set foot in the High Overseer's office. Oh, yeah, I don't want to go in that place. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Overseers are not particularly interested in private magic shows, so I don't believe any of us have a particular way in. Oh, they'd be very interested in some of your private magic shows for... Vastly different reasons than you would be than you would like. Oh yes. Yeah. The thing is, uh, what was the name that he gave me again? He said Galley Vanny. <laughs> yes, I know what that means. Galvani. Yeah, I, I know it's Galvani. I was just gonna bring up that I'm pretty sure it's not Galley Zanny. I don't know anybody by that name, but and then again, it's a big city. Uh, Barry's kind of notoriously bad with names, so we're going to have to figure out who the hell he was talking about. Well, actually, if he's an important researcher, I may have come across the name. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and uh, roll um, study cleverly. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know you're t he's talking about uh, Dr. Luigi Galvani, who studied Please. the rat plague uh, back in the day and is actually in the middle of studying the um, the bot the blood fly stuff down in uh, Karnaka. Galvani. That wouldn't happen to be Luigi Galvani. That might be it. Does uh, he study like animals and stuff? Well, not exactly animals. More of a pathologist. I heard he's been intrigued by the blood flies we've been hearing about from the south. Yeah, that's what Barry said. Uh, you know where he lives? Well, my name's good enough. We can figure out where he lives. So, Barry got him some of those clockwork soldiers, which I'm not keen to tussle with them. I'll get in any fight you want. I don't want to get stabbed by some weird contraption some natural philosopher over in Karnaka came up with. But, uh, he did give me this, and she just pulls out her fucking gun. <laughs> Maybe you should put that away. That is quite a gift you've been furnished with. Yeah. I'm not sure he realizes how expensive these things are. <laughs> but, uh... Did he give you bullets to put in it? Out of curiosity. <laughs> is it loaded? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> These bullets are cheap. Listen, Barry might be dumb, but he's not so dumb as to hand somebody a loaded gun. Bliss, like, fiddles with it. 
No. No, he did not. Ha, huh, I see. So then you've been given a very interesting club. <laughs> Perhaps an especially rigid blackjack. Look, I'm not too stupid to find a bullet or someone to sell oh, me some. Please, please do not do not mistake my impugning of your contacts provisions for a slight against your intelligence. I assure you, I am merely having fun. So, what is our first move here, though? Well, by the sound of things, there is one thing we can do immediately, and a whole bunch of things we can do if and when the killer strikes again. Okay, uh, I think immediate is preferable. I, too, would rather not sit on my hands. Well, I'm going to go find where this Galvani lives, but firstly, I'm not going in there with an empty pistol. Because if worse comes to worst, I would rather not have to get in close with one of those clockwork things. Wait, clockwork? Soldiers. They're clockwork soldiers. Okay, they have... They have those? I'm not sure what you're getting at. Those are very dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Dangerous lead, most obvious solution to me. I'm going to go find somebody to sell me some ammunition. And then I'm going to go break into Galvani's house. I'm going to steal his research notes. I would be more than happy to join you. Yeah, okay. Deacon's not exactly my thing. Um, I mean, if you are like the eyes and the ears, and then Morty is the brain and I'm the brawn, like, what can I do here? Well, perhaps Mr. Monticelli would be happy to furnish you with a pair of these silent shoes he seems to be wearing. (laughs) I am quite impressed. How do you do that? Years of practice and knowing the right uh, cobbler. You'll have to recommend me to them. That would certainly be useful in my traversal of urban environments. Well, not traversal, actually. The souls are quite weak. Mm. But yes, as a, as a magician, I probably would have like soft soul shoes. I'm more referring to the fucking stealth bone charm that you well, have. I, that I, know, I don't I know, know about, I'm, but I'm deflecting. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining why and how I'm able to deflect. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Sounds like y'all are going to go break into Galvani's place next time, which I kind of planned for. And then you still have the lead over at the High Overseer's place. I was not expecting you to to actually go to Barry this early, but I'm glad you did. Because that, that was... They, they would have... They would have... The Bottle Street Gang would have actually come and contacted you eventually if you had not stumbled into that. But, uh... Well, I went to... I went to the Bottle Street because I established that know some folks in Bottle Street. Yeah. Not as, like, a contact, but just, like, that's just where she hangs out. 
Yeah. Because I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to be the third person to go search out some contact. Yeah, and it's it, it's fine. Like, I actually 100% plan for Barry, as you can tell over the fact that he has a handout. What, you just aren't really good at improvising? No, turns out. Uh, I am actually a little bit... I think I've gotten better since I started this whole ordeal. I'm currently looking up how how experience points... Uh, yeah, it is on page 77 of the handout. Thank you, I was way far off. The, of PDF. the PDF. All right. I don't think anybody's got any adversity XP, but it's up to the GM whether we have gained any achievement XP. Yeah, um, so n- none of you took any stress. Once per session, after failing a skill roll, you may introduce a complication. Nobody did that. None of you introduced one. And then once per session, you can spend one XP if the GM spends three or more chaos on a single event, effect or event. I did not. I don't think I spent any of my chaos, so... Nope. Mostly been set up so far. Yeah. So... I don't want to, like, have you guys just walk away with no experience, so... We'll say that with, like, all the introduction and good role-playing and stuff, I'll give y'all three. Is that that a lot? Not really. Um, (laughs) a A lot of stuff costs, like, five to ten. Cool. 10, 10, 5, 10, 15, 10. Okay, yeah. well, I'll just add an experience tracker here to my ad- attributes, and I will put that as three. Yep. I also have coin. I have 90 coin left because the only thing I bought was a pair of uh, treated clothing. Or not a pair, a, you know, a set of treated clothing. Because I already had knuckle dusters. And- I thought you could mm-hmm. only save up to 50 off of your initial set. You really? Yeah. Oh, okay, then I have yeah. 50. The rest you are supposed to spend. All I wrote down my spend. And momentum technically goes down by one at the end of each scene, but uh, I don't want to be like, hey, you guys spent like three scenes doing nothing, so I'm only going to lower it by one for the end of the session. All right, and one other note. When we start a new session, we gain one void point. Okay. So, so, since none of us spent any, we now we will have two when the next session begins. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And was there a specific reason you wanted two runes? Were you like fishing for a specific power, or are you going to spend that one rune right now? Uh, I I am fishing for a specific power, but more to the point, there's like two things on my list that cost one, and then eight that cost two. Ah. Uh. And then one that costs three, because doesn't uh, time stop or t- bend time cost three? It mesmerize definitely does. Okay. Pretty sure bend time does as well, because bend time's thing is, quite frankly, really ridiculous. You just get to act twice. And also, it's really hard to act against you. It's really good, and it spends like two void points to use, and it costs three po- void points to buy, I'm, or three rooms to buy, I'm pretty sure. Actually, it's just two to buy Ben time. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, Devouring Swarm, Mesmerize, Possession, cost three. Yeah, I guess Possession would cost three. Then also Dark Scrimshaw and Escape. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, the majority of the uh, Void Powers and Abilities cost two. So in general, I want two of them. All right. 
Okay. Hey, Abe, give me those extra mm-hmm. 40 coins that you didn't spend that you can't save so that I can buy the other piece of equipment that I wanted. <laughs> like, no. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> okay. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, they're going to break into a house and then maybe talk to the overseers. I don't know. They might not ever talk to the overseers. I'm probably not going to talk to the overseers. Fuck <laughs> the overseers. Fuck the cops. Hey, uh, I'm not going to go <laughs> talk to the priest cop. 